When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back for another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from pop culture cosmos the lakers fast break inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break including our newest sponsor and we want to give them a big welcome, ThriveFantasy.com or Thrive Fantasy that's now available on the App Store, whether it's Google or Apple. Go ahead and hit them up today. If you're into daily fantasy betting, this is a great place to go. I got a chance to check it out already. ThriveFantasy.com. Actually, if you're interested in betting, sports betting on a daily basis, go ahead and check them out today. That is ThriveFantasy.com. And in fact, in fact, we have a promo code for you. Three letters, LFB. If you go to thrivefantasy.com and type in LFB, you will receive an instant deposit match up to $50. $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's up to $50. They'll match. If you go ahead and deposit up to $20 or more, download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store today or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com for daily betting action in the world of Thrive Fantasy. Sign up and prop up today at Thrive Fantasy. So excited. The NBA season is around the corner. I cannot believe it's preseason starts here in a couple days. Didn't we just win the championship? It just seems like it was only yesterday. In fact, it was only just a few weeks ago, but it is coming around the corner. And here today, talk about that and so much more as a good friend. You got to check out what he's doing today, wherever he is at social media, because he's the mystery man indeed. It is Mr. TJ Johnson. And TJ, as a, someone who has appeared on many of our early shows and has now returned to us re in recent times, I'm truly thankful and blessed to have you back on the program once again. Brother, all right, all right now cut, cut it out, man. No, no, no tears, none of that mushy stuff, Gerald. Well, well, I'm coming up on 200. <laughs> I'm coming up on the big 200. Is it 200? I'm coming up on the big 200 next week. So, yeah, just wanted to do, uh, give that a big shout look, out there. And you've been a big, great big part of it. So, thank you. Well, amen, brother. You don't look a day over 50. Oh, my gosh. I am over 50. <laughs> but uh, I will I say that. this. <laughs> yes, we will be celebrating 200 episodes next week. Yeah. Just wanted to let you know that. And it's all because of you out there listening and supporting our show and a great guest such as TJ. If you get a chance, though, we are playing a retrospective. We've had part one and part two that's available on now on the Lakers Fast Break. Some of the great interviews that have gone over the course of time. 
It's going to be a three-parter, so part three is coming up just before the season starts. But part one and part two, part one, the early days, from training camp to the early days to all the way up to December. Some great interviews there, including this man right here next to me. And then the part two was just played last week. We just popped that on there. That covers the hard times that the Lakers went through earlier this year. And then obviously with Kobe Bryant and also as well with the coronavirus and racial injustice, those issues were a constant part of that episode at Lakers Fast Break at the Lakers Fast Break channel. Uh, it's been very I guess, uh, therapeutic for me to go back and check out some of the great interviews, including this man right here on both part and part one and part two. So go ahead, check out those interviews today on Lakers Fast Break. But he's back. And then the Lakers are coming up right around the corner. I haven't had a chance to really get down to detail with you, my friend, on the Lakers. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend, as we get into the preseason schedule. <sighs> the Lakers, they reloaded. They didn't stand pat. They did not stand pat and just said, you know what? We're just going to call the day. We've got, we're going to roll out the team we've got. They made some necessary changes they felt in their mind. And most people are thinking it's for the better. In fact, they're now a, a definitive favorite for the NBA title. I'm not so sure. I think they are a favorite. I think they should be a favorite. But I don't think the gap is that large chasm as people are handing over the Larry O'Brien trophy. And you and I both know we've been through too many seasons now where a team has been the favorite, i.e. the Clippers last year, where people are just <laughs> yeah. handing them the trophy and then it all falls apart from there. So that's my eternal pessimism coming into play <laughs> as Daker Tom would tell me the glass half empty but I think the team has got a lot of things going for it especially offensively now but I know you've got a lot to say about the Lakers and where they're headed this season first and foremost that intro was incredible I just want to make sure I'm very clear you're trying to get me to tear up and it's a little too soon and my beard is too full so well, there, too there's some I mean, right emotional now, so. I mean your your conversation <laughs> with myself after the death of Kobe Bryant that's in there yeah. uh, on part two yeah. and in part one your hopes for the season for the Lakers and your confidence in them yeah, so you're you're definitely a part of that uh, so uh, I'm just thankful that you're back to talk about this season as well. So <laughs> yes, sir. What are, when you uh, saw all the signings that Rob Polinka and the team made, uh, I mean, how did that go over with you? I know the Montrez Harrell signing seems to be the lightning rod of all the signings that seems to be out yeah. there. But I want to hear yeah. your thoughts on the team as they head into the preseason schedule. You know, I, I found myself having to step back and really applaud Rob Polinka. Um, now, Grant, I think this is a foundation that Magic kind of started setting in motion, obviously trading with Lonzo Ball and, and Brandon Ingram and kind of getting the ball rolling in that regard. But I remember I was very critical on this show. I was very critical about Rob Polinka. I wasn't 100% sure he was going to be able to deliver in the way that he has from his history as Kobe Bryant's agent to just being an agent in general. It's a very cutthroat business. And yeah. I didn't believe that he would have the the ability to really work with these teams and, and get, you know, trades and get signs, signing. I didn't think he was going to be able to pull that off. And lo and behold, kind of just got his job because of his relationship with Kobe, which might be rightfully so, but in his time with the team, he's, he's shown not only did he, did he get that job, but he's, he's, he's earning his check right now. Yeah. And he's really doing everything he needs to do. As you mentioned, the, the Montreal signing was 
definitely the first of many strikes or not strikes, but I mean, you know, solid pickups for him. Yeah, obviously, Montrez, uh, Wesley Matthews was a very, very good pickup as well. Very quiet, but a very good pickup. A three and D player. Yes. I'm really excited about Wesley Matthews too. Obviously, you know, we're excited that LeBron resigned for a longer period of time. Now to be able to be a free agent in 2023, is it? He must be able to play with his son and all that good stuff with them. You know, well, he said, he said his, his exact sayings were play with or against, against. on the same yeah. floor. That's, that's all he's yeah. looking for. Yeah. So that, that, I think that's actually a pretty cool thing. And obviously the re-signing of Anthony Davis is huge. Um, and these boys got, these boys got paid. I mean, they made some good money. KCP still with the team. Um, I was pleasantly surprised, pleasantly surprised. Obviously the most of our young core is still there with Kuzma, who I know LeBron is really rooting for him to have a breakthrough season. I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if I'm on the Kuz train as LeBron is. I think LeBron kind of needs to be on the Kuz train considering the fact that that's his teammate. Yeah. Uh, but the truth of the matter is he's not going to get the looks that he really needs to develop. Um, granted he's part of that, he's a big part of that second unit, but he's playing limited minutes. And I think his development last year was a little stinted due to the fact that he's playing limited minutes. So I'm not as on the Kuz train as most, you know, most Laker fans may be. That's just me. Doesn't mean that he's not a great player. It doesn't mean he doesn't have the potential to be a great player. Yeah. I'm just not as high up on the guy as everybody else might be. Uh, say all that to say, I'm excited that we didn't stand Pat. You know, a lot of teams, a lot of GMs can feel the need to just kind of stand still once they win the championship say okay we won with this team let's run it back with them i mean michael jordan and the bulls are we're keen on that you know michael jones saying hey as long as until somebody beats us let us keep going i'm glad that rob plinkett didn't do that considering the fact that as ageless as lebron james is playing father time is undefeated and his window of opportunity is rapidly closing um being 36 he'll be 36 this year yeah. right the at, in december he'll be 36 36 and still playing fantastic basketball. I mean, this guy is just incredible right now. It really is a testament to his workout and his his regimen. But saying that to say, all the time is undefeated. It's going to come for all of us at some point. It's going to come for him too. Yeah. I just hope that it, you know he gets a few more really good years before uh, that really starts to set in. I'm happy that he didn't uh, that didn't stay in pat. I'm happy that they're being aggressive in. Um, and going after another championship. That's what it's about. We're tied with Boston now. We have to we have to move up. I just, just there's only room at the top for one. We don't we don't like we don't do ties. We don't do ties. So you're thinking at this point of the season, you're very happy with it where the team is at. I said earlier in the show that I thought it was a little bit more geared toward offensive balance. Basically now you don't or you shouldn't have as many of the, the issues and problems that you had when LeBron went out of the game. You'll mm-hmm. have a little bit more bench help, plus with Schroeder either starting or coming off yeah. the bench, uh, he yeah. should provide a nice mix as far as from a pick-and-roll standpoint with Harrell, because Montrez Harrell thrived in the pick-and-roll. But I'm hoping for Montrez to surprise some people on the defensive end because whatever you gained on the offensive end you've given up a little bit on the defensive end i know that the team will probably still try to have that defensive effort but i know it's going to be a little bit tougher depending on who that they have right now which includes marcus all but marcus all are you going to get enough out of him during the course of the season you want to save that individual right there for the playoffs because 
he obviously in Toronto in the bubble, even though he had a few months off, did not perform as well as I think a lot of people were hoping that he was, at least in Toronto in the playoffs. So I'm I'm looking for uh, I guess a, a I guess a renewal from him. Hopefully, playing with LeBron will go ahead and inspire him to have a more complete season. But how do you think the Lakers will match up with anybody? I think obviously again there have to be the favorites. But I don't think the chasm is, is as far and as wide as people are going to get. I think people are handing him the Larry O'Brien trophy now. I think it's just a little bit too soon. Because you got to go out and earn it. We're, remember, we're, every team is one injury away from... Exactly. You know, just uh, ask Golden State. Yes. Just ask Golden State. Uh, and, and that breaks my heart to see Clay Thompson go down again. Yeah. Um, I'm, as a Lakers fan, as a basketball fan, you just you don't want to see that. I want to see the players compete against the best players. Yeah. And not having Klay Thompson on that floor really hinders. Because I was I was very adamant once Klay Thompson came back, along with Steph Curry, you still had that core. Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, really has the room to improve because of the fact that he's not the star, he's not the focal point, so he's got the room to kind of fly under the radar and, and, and get better. Yeah, I was really looking at them as somebody that was going to challenge the Lakers uh, coming out of the West this year. So to answer your question, in the West, I don't really see too many teams being able to match up with the Lakers, to be honest with you. You had a chance with Houston. I think Houston is imploding. Houston is swallowing itself whole right now the situation with james harden is not getting any better in fact he added another team to his trade destinations if i was you wondering will, if you could the 76ers you do, can you do me a favor can you try and track down james harden he seems to be having a <laughs> he lot was of at fun. the club well, did you see that he was at he was oh, at yeah. a club i know and... lots of las vegas right here and then uh he was in <laughs> atlanta you know where where in the world is James Harden James today? James Harden, right? Yeah, man, I have no idea. But I, I'll tell you what, he's not in Houston. That's and for that's, sure. That's an issue. Houston, we have a problem. You have a problem. So the big threat I thought that was going to be coming out was obviously Golden State. Houston was going to be a threat. Denver, while they were a nice young upstart team last year. I just don't think they have the tools unnecessary to really hang with the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't really, I don't really give too many in the West a chance. If I'm just being honest with you, um, I just don't see anybody that's really going to match up with us very well. Obviously, you get to the East, you start looking at teams again. Giannis and the Bucks were exposed, right? They were exposed last year, so it's only a matter of time before we see if they really adjusted or, or addressed any of those issues. I didn't see a lot of signings that really made me confident, especially considering the fact that they thought they had one they, they ended up not having. Uh, so nothing that I've seen really makes me confident in the Bucks either. I think your biggest threat, depending upon how well they gel, Brooklyn could be a threat. Brooklyn could be a big threat. But by I, I, I think I kind of agree with most of the, the, the basketball analysts, man. I, I really, well, I don't want to hand the championship to the Lakers right now because, again, you and I both know we are one injury away. Yep. I mean, one why do you think? Mean, that's why Anthony Davis signed the the contract that he did, the contract length, mm -hmm. because even mm -hmm. he is is not a hundred percent confident in his ability to stay healthy throughout the entire yeah. season. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and and he's proven to be a little suspect. I mean, granted, he was able to stay healthy enough to play in the playoffs last year, obviously. Um, I think there were probably times where he probably could have played through injuries in the past, but because they weren't really going anywhere, why bother wasting those those extra minutes on your knees? Um, I think these were some injuries that he had, again, but was able to kind of play through considering what they were playing for. 
one of the hardest NBA championships ever, if you ask LeBron James. But the point is, we're one injury away. Um, you go down, LeBron being at the age of 36, soon to be, uh, he's one injury away. Granted, again, he's been just phenomenal in taking care of his body. But if you think about it, so was Kobe. Kobe was just as maniacal, just as, if not more so, fanatical about taking care of himself and mentally preparing himself and so on and so forth. But his Achilles had other ideas. Exactly. And I, I live by this motto. I live by this creed that everything that we do has a shelf life. There's only so many times I'm going to be able to raise my arms over my head, lifting something before I tear a rotator cuff. There's only so many times I may be able to do a, a, a squat of 350, 400 pounds before my knees go out. Like it's everything has a shelf life and NBA players are no different. There's constant wear and tear in the body, constant pounding, constant travel, not really having enough time to rest and recuperate in between, which we can get into in a little bit because I know the season's been condensed and they're doing some things uh, to kind of mitigate that. But the point is, there's just a lot of wear and tear, and it's just a matter of time. So I, while I hope that we can stave off the injury bug, it, it's, uh, it's there. It's, it's, it's always there in the wings. So I tentatively give the championship to the Lakers this year. I tentatively do as well, but again, there's a lot of things that have to go in. They have to play the games, and that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about before we head on to some other things that we'd like to talk about here uh, on the show. Uh, but I wanted to go ahead and uh, ask you real quick on the schedule itself, because it is going to be a truncated season. It is not going mm -hmm. to be a complete season. Although in 70 plus games, once you get past yeah, 70, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, once you get, I think this case 72, but once you get past 70, you're, you're, you realize who the, who the good teams are and who are yeah. not the good teams, but it is going to be some back-to-backs to backs, possibly even mm -hmm. some, uh, so, mm -hmm. some, at least some back-to-backs being played. It's going to be a little bit tougher on the road this uh, season for the Lakers. It's got to actually for all these teams, so I want to hear your thoughts on on how to go ahead and rest LeBron, rest AD. It's going to start off with the preseason game coming up here on Friday because I believe they're already expected to not play or play a very right. limited role in the upcoming preseason games as a whole. I think that it has to be a priority is keeping those two healthy throughout the yeah. entire season, even if it means up giving up a slot or two in the Western Conference standings. I think the ultimate goal is just getting to the end, playing well, and going into the playoffs strong. I think that should always be the key. You know, I, I would agree with you, and I think most basketball pundits would agree with you, but players want to play. A lot of players want to play. A lot of players want to compete and play at the highest level possible. It, it really is a balancing act, and I'm very grateful that I don't have to manage those minutes. I'm not playing 2K, so I don't have to manage their minutes and manage the wear and tear on their bodies. But saying that to say, it is going to be crucial that they find a sweet spot, right? You, you pick up some good talent that, as we mentioned, alluded to earlier, as we've been talking, to take some of that weight and some of that pressure off LeBron, take some of that weight and pressure off of AD to consistently be out there, consistently facilitate the offense and keep things rolling. Uh, so picking up uh, Dennis Schroeder, picking up Mark Gasol, picking up uh, Montrez Harold. This is going to give us options, and again, it, we still have our core with uh, our buddy Kyle Kuzma. Who, if you don't follow Kyle Kuzma on Twitter, you really need to. I, I'm actually really, really entertained by this guy. Not so much that what he's saying is funny, but he's just so cavalier. If there's a 
better word. Cavalier is the word. Um, I'm such a huge fan of 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 what he could potentially be. I just don't know if he's going to be able to pull it off this year. But you've got to be able to find a, a sweet spot. And that's going to be the tricky part because you have to have continuity. You have to be able to gel as a team. Obviously, you're missing Rajon Rondo. You're missing Avery Bradley. So you're missing some some key components from last year's championship run. J.R. Smith, who maybe not as much of a key component. But the point is, you're missing some players who were there for the continuity's sake. So you're going to need to build that chemistry, that camaraderie. You're going to have to find a way to gel and work together. And to do that, you need repetition. Players need to play. They need to feel the ball. They need the sweat. They need the, the, the leather, all the above to get into their groove. And to do that with the players that you're going to be going to battle with, you got to be able to spend that time. So it really is going to be a tough balancing act. I don't uh, envy Frank Vogel's position. I don't envy the trainer's position, trying to keep these guys healthy and try to keep them upright for this entirety of the NBA season, 72 games, however long it may be, and obviously further into the playoffs. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy at all. And then obviously you've got things to worry about now with the COVID protocols and making sure players are, are are good and having to have backups in case players go down with COVID. I mean, we see what happens with the NFL. You get five or six players that go down, they got to shut the game. You know, they have to postpone the game. So right. I'm praying nothing like that happens here in the NBA. Have they, and, and I haven't heard this yet, so maybe you can answer this for me. Have they decided on how they're going to go about where the games are going to be played? They haven't, they haven't decided to come back to the bubble, have they? No, they're not I doing any bubble. They're playing yeah. in the arenas, most of which will not have fans maybe for the entirety of the season. In fact, the Lakers are planning on no fans for the entirety of the season. They may revisit that now that a vaccine is close at hand. Uh, right. You know, Maybe later in the process, they can look at maybe 10, 25% as far as capacity is concerned if you've been already uh, vaccinated. So we'll, I'm sure they'll look at that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But one last thing is Kyle Kuzma. The conversation in regards to him and a possible extension are there. So I want to hear your thoughts on if Kyle Kuzma right now should get an extension because LeBron is pining for him to go ahead and be the player of the season. I know a lot of people are looking at that. I am have been a big fan of Kyle's for years now, but even I know that there are some things that that need to improve. His defense has gone way up and become he's become much more of a competent defender. His offense and consistency there, you know, he sticks out. Uh, he's got a yes. different style of game that may not mesh well ever with LeBron and AD. But going forward, he may be a young core piece down the road. So it's it's kind of like the Lakers are at a quandary. Do you want to go ahead and fork over potential millions of dollars that you if you want to retain him, or 
use him as a trade asset. So there's there's that bit of mind. If are you signing him for the fact that you want to go ahead and trade him so that his salary later on matches more down the road with some other players? Right now he's going to be a hard asset to move because he's only costing the team three million dollars, and that's going to be a little bit of a hard thing to deal with. But yeah, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on Kyle Kuzma before we go ahead and and uh, head on to other things. <sighs> Yeah, as has been my theme for this this entire show. I like Kyle Kuzma. I really, really do. I really like. Um, he's he's got this. He just never he didn't he never really looked like a ball player to me. He never came across as a ball player. But he comes out there. He gives you a, he gives you great effort. He gives you great energy. And yes, he's picked it up tremendously on the defensive end. His offense is still forming, if you will. The truth of the matter is that he's a young player who, if given an opportunity to really be a starter and really have some minutes thrown at him, could probably be pretty darn good. Uh, while I, I hesitate to say star, um, I, I'd venture to say he could be a perennial all-star, uh, give him a couple more years and give him some real time uh, to develop. But saying that to say, if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers, he's trade bait. He's, he's, he's trade bait. He's not going to he's not going to develop the way he needs to develop coming off the bench and you're not going to unseat LeBron. So the truth of the matter is while LeBron can pine all day that he wants Kyle Kuzma to have that season, Kyle Kuzma has to have the room to have that season. And the truth of the matter is that Kyle Kuzma doesn't, he doesn't have the room to have that kind of season. He doesn't have the room to have that kind of impact. And because of that, I think the Lakers are doing him a bigger disservice by not just letting him go and to a team that's really going to be able to utilize his talents and utilize his, but help him realize his potential, whatever that may be. So if I'm the Lakers, he's, he's trade bait. It sounds like it for more and more people that I ask. And that obviously is going to be something that the Lakers are going to have to deal with moving forward and whether or not they want to go ahead and retain him long-term or utilize him as a trade. Cause you don't want to give him up for nothing. Somebody that, as that kind of potential, you don't want to give him up for nothing. I know he'll he'll be a restricted free agent, I believe, if my understanding is correct, at the end of the season. Yep. So the Lakers will have yep. the opportunity to match. But if he goes out there on his own on free agency and signs a big contract, I don't think the Lakers would match anyways. So it's no. it's defeating mm-hmm. the purpose. So yep. you're gonna have to find I out. Think you need to get something. Yeah, either get something or commit. At this point in time, looks like something that they're gonna have to uh, go ahead and address in the not too distant future. But the Lakers are looking like they're going to be having a very good season, provided they stay healthy. Uh, they've got a yeah. lot of great assets in place. It looks like a little bit of a different mix for us, so I'm eager to see what's going to go on with the team when they roll out in the regular season on the 22nd, coming up later this month. The preseason games aren't really going to tell me a whole lot because I don't know exactly if or how much LeBron or AD will actually end up playing. So we'll go ahead and and judge this team more as we get into the season when we actually see them all on the court and the limited times, I think, as well, that we'll see LeBron and AD because I don't think LeBron and AD will be playing at the maximum capacity like they did in the previous season because of the fact that Mm -hmm. you want to go ahead and and provide rest because it's going to be a different season. It's going to be a hard season. It's going to be a tough one on a lot of the players out there. So we're looking forward to seeing how that meshes out and – and I'm glad to see that you're here to talk to me about it. Once again, it's my good friend, TJ Johnson. 
Want to go ahead and give him a big shout out. Got to go ahead and check out the many episodes that he's been on on Lakers Fast Break. But I do want to go ahead and wish you the happiest okay. and safest of holiday seasons. Same to you, brother. Appreciate you, man. You got it, my friend. Once again, it's TJ Johnson. Please check out all the great episodes that are available today on Lakers Fast Break with him and also Pop Culture Cosmos as well. Well, it's always great to have you here on the Pop Culture Cosmos and, of course, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.